I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How about you, Aaron? I'm great, thank you. You know what? I got to tell you, I'm an adult, a grown man, but your books, when I see them, I become a child. I mean, I literally (laughs) light up like a child. (laughs) That's a beautiful compliment. Thank you, Aaron. The, the, the way that you write and the way that the books are illustrated, it, it, it just blows me away because it, it takes me to a place that nobody has ever been there. What is your magic or your secret sauce? Um, look, I, it's, I write and draw things that they're always like I'm a movie fan and I, they're always my version of uh, a cool movie that's playing in my head and I'm trying to di- I'm trying to dictate it and get it down. But it is I write them to on one hand to entertain myself, but um, my the bad guys it began they're really writing something for my son who is like my youngest who is. Uh, he was six at the time and didn't really like books, and I wanted to do something that would capture his imagination and make him laugh. And <laughs> that, that, and that, that's, it's, a, it's just been uh, my constant game with this has been figuring out how to do that. And because he liked them happily, it meant that an awful lot of other kids seem to have liked them too, which is a really and it's an extraordinary situation to be in. I mean, we've just, we're nearly at 50 million books in print, which is insane. It's, I, I, I just can't even begin to process that. <laughs> well, look at the hook of this story. Princess Beautiful is a celebrity cat turned outlaw. Her goal is to clear her name. That's got my attention because we see this every day just by watching television. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like she and and the part of it, because I wanted to do a social media version of The Fugitive, but with a cat. And um, <laughs> but it just struck me as a as a really perfect opportunity to just have fun with showing kids how quickly the Internet can turn on you. And I, um, I, I just seemed like a very rich seam of material to explore with four kids in a way that is, you know, potentially, you know, a nice little sort of cautionary tale in a really fun sort of format. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange time we live in and I think it, was, it just felt like the right time to, to, to put this in a, in a story. And because it exists in the same universe as the bad guys, there are, there are overlapping characters. It's a story that the kids can, sort of, kids can sort of step straight into, know the world and just run with it. So when, when, when we talk about the bad guys, uh, Mark Maron is still talking about his role in Bad Guys. I'm still talking about that movie. I mean, the, the way that you bring things forward is just, is, it's a mastermind at work. <laughs> Thank you so much. I had, I, I, I did, um, I did Mark's podcast uh, last year and we had a chat about all of those things. He was just so good as Mr. Snake because that, <laughs> that those, two, those two characters, particularly Wolf and Snake, I was, I was actually asked, I've been working on the Bad Guys for nine years and it had never occurred to me, someone asked me which bad guy you most like, and I went to give a you know, sort of glib answer, and then it hit me in that moment that I am Wolf and Snake. I'm the positive and the negative, <laughs> and my, sub, my subconscious had taken that part of me, split it into, and created these two characters, and that they mean so much to me because of that. In many ways, it's sort of vaguely, weirdly autobiographical, but when two actors like Mark Maron and Sam Rockwell... <laughs> play them it just it's 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 you know it's the greatest thing you can hope for as a writer i think is to see your work a adaptate adapted in such a a, a spectacular way but also to have it voiced and um performed in such a way that is just 
you know, hits the mark. You know, when it comes to sharing the story in this in this form that, that you do, because it, it, it's an action graphic, but the, each yeah. and every one of these characters, is, is it because we can relate with it in the way of if I were to sit down and doodle, these characters would be what would fall from my writing instrument? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's all, that's all, that's all, and again, I, I say this all the time, but I really do mean it. I, I think there are, there are a lot of illustrators out there who are infinitely more technically skilled than I am, but it, it sort of doesn't matter. I think there's a directness to the my silly illustration style that just seems to work, and I think it is that there's like a direct line from my brain to the page, and I just try to stay out of the way of that and, <laughs> and, and get it down on the page as simply as I can, and with, with as few extraneous elements as possible, I just try to tell the story as simply and, as, and, as, and, and make it as funny as it can be. You put focus on social media fame. I, I, th- I thought that was very interesting and very much a connection with all readers, no matter what, how old you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't. I personally don't do it. I try. I flirted with it for a couple of years there, but I just I'm far too sensitive for that um, to, to feel comfortable with it. But I just I've just been watching my boys who are 15 and 18 now, just watching them deal with social media and just then love the whole world. And and it is it's such a slippery slope. <laughs> it can just you know it can it can it can turn so bad so fast yep. um, that uh, look. I, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And I think it'll probably only get more complicated. So it struck me as something that, for, even for young kids, and because my books are from sort of for kids from six to twelve, roughly, is the sort of the age group. It just seemed like a perfectly relevant and topical and interesting thing to introduce in. And I think it's something that they'll really dig as well, because I mean, most kids these days just live within TikTok and Snapchat, and it's just doing a book series where a character is central in that world. Um, it just seemed like a no-brainer, really. Uh, and it, it wrote itself very easily because of that. You know, there is a subliminal character inside this story, and it's the color red. And, and, and uh, I found myself go, just going and saying, okay, what's red in this one? What's red in this one? What, what was the choice behind that? What, what happened? Um, it, it's a good question. And I'm, again, I think it was more subconscious than anything else. There was just, because there's a, there's a certain level of unraveling mystery in this series, um, like, in the, like in the old movie The Fugitive where he's trying to figure out who did this to him, it's the same with her. And I, it just struck me as a good way to indicate clues and show things that kids could then hold on to. And it would just allow me to highlight something in the background that kids go, why has that been highlighted? Mm. And it's, it's, I'm try, I think of the red as, as like a little trail of breadcrumbs maybe through the story <laughs> that, that might lead them to, to what the, the ultimate reveal is going to be. Because that's the thing. Uh, there's a number of characters in the first book who you think are a certain way, but when you get to the second book, you're going to discover maybe that they're not what you thought. So I, I, I've, been, I've been loving doing that. That's been really fun. Creating a brand new series. I know what it's like to create a brand new podcast, the ups, the downs, the questions, the doubts, the, you know, the fears and things like that. What about you with creating a new series? I have, well, you know what, I think it's because I have been, I've been doing three to four books a year, every year for 10 years, right? And The Bad Guys was a train that once you got on it, it's two books a year, no matter what. So that is just such a gigantic amount of work. And when I had the idea for Cat on the Run, I thought, this is crazy trying to do another book in the middle of all of this. But it seemed like such a good idea that I thought, I'm going to have to. So basically what I'm saying is I'm so busy, I work so 
like I, I worked such long hours to do these books that I, I didn't even really have time to stress about it. It was just, that's the idea. It's the same world as the bad guys. Go. And that's what I did. It's, that's, I, that's, that's how I, I operate. And, it, and, it's, it, and because I'm just currently in the process of finishing the last book, The Last Bad Guys and The Last Cat on the Run, um, I am heading, after a decade of working at that rate, I am heading towards having quite a long break. <laughs> when you're so loyal like that to a project, yes, yeah. yesterday was Labor Day. I, I forced myself not to do anything. What do you go through, or do you have those moments where you say, no, not today, today I'm all about just me enjoying life? Uh, yeah, no, that hasn't happened in a long time. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm now, I'm now about to. That's what I'm. I'm very much looking forward to a time, and I can, I can, I can taste it. It's just around the corner <laughs> where I can, I can do that again. Because again, you can think each of these books. It's 200 pages of illustrated content. I've been doing three years. So it's 600 pages of illustrated content, and the year begins with a blank page. Yep. Every year begins with nothing, and by the end, there's three finished books. So to do th to do that is it's been like I do like a roughly a 90-hour week, yeah. and 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 to 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 consistently do that without any breaks for a decade, it's been a lot. But it's it's so worth it because it's. I think the last, I've just finished writing the last two Bad Guys books and they're the most satisfying things I've ever, I've ever been part of. I, I love them so much. So the, the fact that it is, it is panned out the way that it has, is, it's worth all of it. Writing the storyline of, of Princess Beautiful, that's a switch in characters from Bad Guys. Did you learn anything being her on this go around? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, look, I, I loved... Uh, uh, she's, she's actually one of my favorite characters I've ever created, I have to say. She's really fun because she's really complicated. She's quite, she's quite a difficult character. She can be... <laughs> she has moments where she's quite obnoxious, but she doesn't mean to be. She's just so... And, there's, there's she, and, and again, it's because it's very specific to this era of social media, she has issues with narcissism and all of those things, but underneath, there are hidden layers that even she's not really aware of and as the story goes on she finds herself discovering those hidden layers and hidden strengths and becoming a better cat <laughs> as, as, as it goes along and that has been really beautiful to create in a, in a genre because books for 6 to 12 year olds the characters it's not often that you get a character that goes on a, a reasonably complicated story arc and I've, I love messing with the format of that a little bit. The bad guys did the same thing. Yeah. Generally, for that age group, you, if you do a series, the characters have a little adventure, then they reboot, and the next episode, they just have a brand new adventure, and they don't necessarily change much. My characters, because the story's always end on a cliffhanger, my characters tend to go on big, long arcs, and I, I, I do love that, because it, it allows me to make them a little more complicated, which I, I personally love, and I, I love reading that and seeing that in movies and books. I, I just, I'm so proud of you for saying yes to, to your creativity because you're touching people's lives out here. Please come back to this show anytime in the future, Aaron. Uh, thank you so much, Aaron. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? <laughs> you, you too. Take care, man.